0: Hi, I'm Clarissa, and you are listening to Listen and Know, a premenstrual disorder health podcast. This podcast is for women who are struggling with premenstrual disorders, PMDs. I'll be talking about everything from symptoms to treatments to coping strategies. If you're new to PMDs, you're not alone. Millions of women around the world suffer from these conditions, and yet PMDs are still relatively unknown and misunderstood that's why I'm here. I want to raise awareness of PMDs and help women who are struggling to find the support they need. I'll be releasing new episodes every week. So be sure to subscribe and leave me a rating and a review. And if you have any questions or topics that you'd like me to cover, please let me know. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll join me on this journey to better understand and manage PMDs. Please note this podcast might bring up topics that are sensitive in nature because we share personal experiences with PMDs. Hey, you guys, welcome back. So I listened to one of my podcasts and I was mortified at how many times I said the word, um, I give these podcasts in pretty much raw format because I don't have time or the capacity to be able to edit them and I don't have an assistant working with me right now. So you guys get just full on conversation coming out of my mouth. That's really not edited. And I did notice that I say, um, when I'm switching gears or getting back to a topic sentence after I have given an example, and now I'm kind of all in my head about saying the word, um, Just thought I'd let you guys know that. So now you can be aware of how many times I say, um, in this podcast, as we go along today, I'm really excited to be able to bring in some coaching concepts into my podcast. So I am a behavioral health coach and that's what I do for a living. I coach mainly women who have PMDs or any other hormone disorders. That's kind of my niche. But there are so many coaching concepts that play into every area of our life. So this is a great resource for those who have PMDs because they can apply this so that they can minimize their symptoms. But you're going to find that this type of coaching concept discussion that we are going to start having also pulls in every other area of our life and all other people, men and women uh, young kids and older kids, you know, uh, all the way up into the aging. So this this is this broadens the spectrum of relatable content that I'm giving, but you can definitely narrow this down into PMDs as still and still see amazing results because this is kind of the umbrella of health. When we're talking about health, we're talking about mental health. We're talking about nutrition, we're talking about exercise, we're talking about sleep. There's so many other pillars of health and we need to remember all of those as we go through, but also have tools to be able to work with each of those pillars. This tool can apply to any area that you want to better your life with, the one we're going to specifically talk today about. And we are talking about outcome versus process goals. Okay. An outcome goal is the end result that you want to achieve after you have gone on a journey of some sort. So you start at point A, you want it to end up at point B. Point B is the outcome. Um, outcome goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time bound. Those are smart goals. And we are going to talk about how to set outcome goals in a very healthy way in a few minutes that discusses each one of those in a little bit more detail. An outcome goal might look like I want to lose 10 pounds in six weeks. Outcome goals are important because they give you something to strive for. They are the mile marker. In a lot of people's definition of outcome goals, they are the pinnacle, they are the end point, and they really aren't. They are the mile marker. Once we reach that, then we make another outcome goal and move further from there. When women come in to coach with me, most of the time they are wanting to manage their weight. And most of the time when females start coaching with me, they have an outcome goal. This is my ideal number. I want to weigh what I did in high school, which was 140. Um, And so I work with them with that outcome goal. I think it's great to have a starting point. But then we're going to head into setting the outcome goal in a very healthy, defined way. And then we're going to talk about process goals and how important those process goals are to support your outcome goal. Outcome goals help you stay motivated and focused on the direction that you're headed. When you have a clear set outcome goal in your mind and written down and focused on, it's easier to make decisions and take actions that help you achieve that outcome goal. Outcome goals can also help you track your progress. So there's something you can really check off when you know what you're working towards, it's easier to see how far you've come and how much further you have to go. This can be a great motivator to like keep going or to look back and celebrate uh, what you have learned, even when things get tough. That outcome goal can be your you know final destination in your head. And so you're striving for that as you go along that journey and that really just gives you direction how do you set outcome goals? Well, let's talk about a few tips. So again, smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. S, specific. What exactly do you want to achieve? You can't just say, I want to lose weight. That's not specific. You got to give me um, a number. You got to give me, a in a healthy way, um, measurable. So that number is how you can measure that goal. So 140, you know, that's my goal. 208. That's my goal. Uh, 163. That's my, that's my goal. And it's measurable because I might be at 215 right now and I can measure from 215 to 140, or I can measure 215 to 163. So how will you know when you've achieved them? That's how you measure that. So I can't say I want to be a good human being. That's not measurable. I can't know if I've achieved that or not, but I can know if I have done 100 good acts of service secretly in 30 days, okay? So we're just defining, we're taking our goal and we're defining it down a little bit more. So the third one is that it's achievable. If your goal is too difficult, you are going to give up. And we don't we don't want that. So we're looking for something that is what I tell my clients. I want it to stretch you. I want it to be just right outside your comfort zone. Achievable, but not ridiculous, okay? Um, we don't want you giving up on your goals because then it actually makes it harder to start the next one. Make sure your goals are relevant. Are your goals aligned to your values and priorities? Um, I'm a mom of three girls. I own a business. My husband owns a business. A goal to travel a week out of every month is probably not relevant to the circumstances that I am in right now. But a goal to take my family on vacation twice this year might be more relevant. And that's already a stretch for me. (laughs) Usually it's like once. So I already know that that would stretch me enough that then I would have to make some process goals in order to be able to reach that outcome goal. And finally, time bound. When do you want to achieve them by? It's really important to have a date of when you want to reach that mile marker. When it comes to Uh, weight. The relevancy is an interesting concept to think about because a lot of people want to lose weight, but the circumstance that they're in, maybe the condition that they have like PMDD or um, how they eat their family culture will not support weight loss. Maybe they travel a whole bunch and have to eat fast food a lot. There still is some sort of option there, but we really have to look at what's going to be our priority. Um, and if that weight loss is really the priority, how can you shift the rest of your life around to meet that relevancy? Once you've set an outcome goal, but then it's time to start taking action. Breaking down your goals into smaller, more manageable steps. This makes your goal seem less daunting and more achievable. It's important to track your progress as you do this. I ask my clients to weigh in every single day. Number one, as you choose to do that, there's less fear of the scale. There's also the stat, the stat points of being able to track how your body fluctuates throughout the week and throughout the month, especially during a female cycle, but also so that we can see over time where your weight and what your weight is doing. That's a good way to track that. So it's a good way to track your progress. There's many other ways to track outcomes without tracking your weight it could be circumference it could be pictures of how you look you know how do you want to track that progress this will help you stay motivated and on track like i have to sometimes set reminders on my phone when i am working on an outcome goal to be able to you know check in with a coach or take pictures or take measurements i have to have a reminder um you can keep a journal use a goal tracking app and like i said set reminders for yourself so Outcome goals are a mile marker. They give us direction, and then we head in that direction. However, there is a caveat to outcome goals. Sometimes we expect to reach that goal, but our in health issues, our body does not have to meet our brain's expectations. So there are women out there who can be doing everything that they possibly can for their health and not be losing weight. And they can get really discouraged by the outcome goal. Uh, there can be ladies who go buy that extra small swimsuit because they want to feel amazing by summer, you know, and you can have all the smart explanations in your goal. I wanna weigh 150 by J- uh, June 2nd so I can hit that swimsuit on my cruise, right? Like you can have a smart goal, but then your body, it does not respond in the way that you want it to. And this is where process goals become really important and really relevant to specifically women who, um, have bodies that do not keep your brain's expectations. (laughs) So what process goals are is they are the steps that you take repetitively to achieve your outcome goal. There are actions that you need in order to achieve the outcome. For example, a process goal for losing 10 pounds might be to hire a coach, eat on your meal plan, and exercise regularly. Process goals can be important because they can help you make uh, progress towards your outcome goals. They're the things that you can check off every single day uh, to know that you are on your way to making that outcome or making that mile marker. Um, they help you stay motivated on a very small scale basis. And when you see yourself making progress towards your goal, towards that outcome, it can be a great motivator to keep going, even when you might not see the results that you're looking for. So, how do I teach my clients to break down process goals? Well, let me talk to you and give you a few tips. So, the very first thing that I have my clients do is I have them think of the day they reach their outcome goal. So, they're putting themselves into the future, and I'll say, "Okay, Julianne, we'll we'll call a client Julianne. Okay, Julianne, tell me how you reached your goal weight of 145. So then Julianne, who is projecting herself into the future, then turns around and looks at all of her fantasy fence posts of the things that she did, imaginary fence posts of the things that she did to be able to reach her goal. And she says, Well, I hired a coach, I ate a meal plan, I said no to certain things that were not going to be healthy for my body i realigned my priorities uh i had to take a certain amount of steps every week or exercise minutes every week um i went to my doctor and i got help to get a new medication so that my body wasn't holding on to weight maybe i considered getting off birth control so our brains are really good at figuring out the steps that we took or need to take in order to reach an outcome goal, but we have to look at it from the future backwards. And then our brains really do well succeeding in that. Sometimes when we look forwards, it's very daunting, but when we look in hindsight, it tends to be easy. And so if we essentially trick our brains into thinking we're looking in hindsight, we actually know exactly what we need to do. So once we get those things down from future tense, looking past, we can then break each of those things down into smaller, more manageable steps. So you want your process goals to be pretty smart goals as well. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. Um, some of those process goals might be, well, I exercise 50 minutes a day and Five of those days were lifting and one day, only one day was a run or one day was a dance class or one day was my boxing class. And so then we are taking that huge outcome goal and we're saying, okay, so in order for me to be my healthiest self, I exercise for at least 50 minutes a day. I drink water. I drink about, you know, 88 ounces of water a day. I I walk my dog every day. I get out and I walk my dog because I know that nature is important and I need to make sure that I had to make sure I got a lot of sleep. So then sleep becomes part of my process goals. So now I have these four things. I have exercise, I have water, I have get outside and I have sleep that become my four process goals that I actually am going to get bored of doing every single day because I know that those four goals have become my baseline of if I want to head in the direction of my outcome, those are the four things I need to do every single day. Now we can flex a little bit in those, like it could move from 50 minutes to 30 minutes of exercise, but I do need to know that I exercise every day and I, and then I can set a smart goal. I will exercise in the morning because I feel the best in the morning. So that's also thinking of, what my healthiest self is going to look like when I reach my outcome goal. So we take the behaviors that we would be implementing on the day we get our outcome goal and we start doing them now instead of waiting until we've reached that goal, because then we never will reach that goal. We need to set deadlines for our process goals. So again, working out in the morning or making sure I have five days of working out by Saturday. Um, tracking your progress towards your goals. It's great to have some sort of flow chart that you get to check off. Um there are great habit trackers that you can use. You can use a bullet journal. Um, you can use an app. There's so many different ways to track progress goals or process goals to see your progress. Um and then I what I like to do with my clients is I like to split their outcome goal into rewarding them for keeping their process goals for a certain period of time. So if my clients keep their process goals for two weeks, they will, you know, get a massage or they'll get a gift card to go purchase some new makeup from the store or something. So we're, we're choosing to reward ourselves for completing the process, not for completing the outcome, which In the outcome example, it would be the swimsuit that you can fit to after you have completed your, your full progress journey, right. Until you have reached your outcome. But in this case, I'm saying it doesn't matter what my outcome is. If I do my four things that we talked about, the four things that you set up for yourself, the five things you set up for yourself, I would say no more than five, or it gets pretty overwhelming that I'm going to reward myself for a certain number of tick boxes of like checked boxes versus reaching that outcome goal. Then I am feeling motivated to keep going on the basics versus to be maybe uh, disappointed that I haven't reached my goal soon enough. So additional tips for your process goals. Make sure your process goals are aligned with your outcome goal. Okay. Most women cannot run a marathon and lose weight at the same time. Our bodies just really don't like to do that. So you can't say I want to lose 20 pounds and I'm going to run, you know, a certain amount of miles every day to prep for my marathon. That doesn't work. You have to be realistic about what you can achieve. Um, I've had multiple times where I have like planned out to a T my day, and then it doesn't work that way. And I have to be realistic in understanding that we all have a finite amount of time every day. Like we truly are limited creatures and we can do anything, but we can't do everything all at once. And so we have to really look at that and take that into consideration. Don't be afraid to adjust your process goals. That's one of the reasons why having a coach is great. And that's something that I do with my clients is we'll say, okay, what was your goal this week? All right, let's talk about roadblocks. Let's talk about your wins and learns for the week and let's adjust as needed. And then we'll kind of reset what we call their basic three and their basic three are process goals. The things that they need to do every day to head, to head in the direction of their healthiest self. Um, don't give up. It's not when you, it's not if you mess up, it's when you mess up and how fast you can get back on track. So keep going. Remember that in the process of things, we may not be in charge of the outcome. We don't have control of that outcome, but we definitely have control of the actions that we take every day. So I challenge you and propose to you to find three process goals of the things, three things you need to do every day in order to reach an outcome goal or an outcome mile marker, um, and then do those three things and then celebrate those three things for the day. All right. I hope you guys got something out of this today as I start to pull in some coaching concepts into this podcast so that you can have the tools that you need in order to be able to better your health in all aspects and in all conditions and in all circumstances. If you have something like PMDD that you are working on, setting these process and outcome goals during your menstruation week is going to be the best time for you to do that. Then implementing these goals. And then as you head into that luteal phase, the latest Phase in your cycle where a lot of PMDD symptoms and PMS symptoms show up, that you'll know the three things that you need to do in order to come out of your PMDD, your luteal phase, feeling a little bit better about yourself because you had focus and direction. Sometimes outcome goals can get really overwhelming during a luteal phase because already your mental health is struggling. But those process goals, those basic three that you need to do every day can actually be a lifeline for you to feel accomplished during that luteal phase and feel good about yourself. All right, you guys hang in there and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for listening to listen and know. I hope you found this episode helpful and informative. Also, if you know someone who might benefit from this information and these ideas, please share this podcast and send people to the Adagio Fit website and Instagram account where there are more resources, past podcast episodes, and the ability to coach with me. Also, if you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover, please let me know. I want to remind you that you are not alone. Millions of women around the world suffer from PMDs and there is help available. If you are struggling, please reach out to your doctor or a mental health professional. There are also many online resources available, such as my website, adagiofit.com, the Premenstrual Disorders Association website, pmda.org, or the International Association for Premenstrual Disorders, iapmd.org. Remember, help is personal and possible. You are not alone. Thank you for listening. Please note, this podcast is in no way to replace your primary care health doctor. I am not a doctor or a professional, and I ask that you consult with yours before you make any significant health changes. Thanks.